please continue, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie, go ahead. Say what you were saying earlier. Oh, I, I was just saying, I had an appointment today about building um, two small decks for the city that I live in. That's right. It's like waterfront. It's where this spring water comes through. And it's like, it's like I'm looking at the job and I'm like, man, it'd be cool. It's like a parking lot right in front. I'm thinking trailer backs up and... I'm kind of calculating in my head what it would be. And I'm, I'm coming up with like $35,000, $40,000. And she's like, well, I already had a company quote out 20. And I, I'm doing the quick math in my head. And I'm like, that doesn't even cover materials. Mm. How, how do you, I, I said, what is, what, what company quoted this out? And she's like, well, they're a legitimate company. They're like a roofing and contracting company. And I was like, well, I, I that can't. makes it legitimate. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, roofing. I, I was like, I, I can't, Backing I was roofing? like, I was like, maybe they're trying to keep their people busy. I don't know. And, and I think sometimes people quote jobs out because they think, well, if I get this one with the city, I'll get more in the future. Right. And, and I think when you don't have a big team like like myself, I, I, every job I do, I have to make money. I don't ever do a job for free so that I think maybe I'll get future business. I don't think that way. But I think the more people you get on your team, the more you sometimes think that way because you're not doing the labor. But when you are, you want to make on every job, not just try to make money in the future. But um, I think it opened her eyes a little bit today when I was, I asked her, you know, what kind of materials are they going to be using? And she's like, I don't know. And, and I said, well, I don't go any further down. Like even on pressure treated, I don't go below like the brand of yellow wood, you know, which is like a, it's a dry, you know, pine, um, not like a, like a big box store, you know, pressure treated wood, but what they quoted out that the job was the cost of materials blows me away. I hey, wouldn't touch it. I don't know if you said this and what you just said, Ronnie, but in the, when we were off, um, in earlier today, when we were talking, what if this had happened when you were just starting? I would have totally been victim to this. I even called my wife and I told her, I was like, you know what? This one would have been one that I would have, I would have said, Hey, this is with the city that I live in. This is huge of the parks and recreation. They have all kinds of parks. If I can get this job, I can get more. And I would have taken it. I would have, but I have learned it's not worth it to take any job where you're not making a profit. It's not worth it. You'll regret it every step of the way. That's an important, um, that's an important part of the business growth. I think everybody needs to go through. Mm -hmm. I was like a big advocate for people like when they're first starting to do st stuff like that, but down the road, they're not going to like, you just won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you don't care. You're not scared to lose a job, right? Your time is a value for anyone, um, listening that wants to put like, like a dollar to it. It's two decks that are 22 by 12. Um, with railings, um, they're on the ground level, but then they go out to the water, like maybe four feet off grade. But when you do the math of that's completely replacing everything from the post to the rafters to everything, you're looking at easily 15,000 in materials, easily, like at the bare bones, easily. If it was treks, like way out with Kodai treks, that would be 35,000. Oh, I was going to say, that'd be, that'd be way, way more. Yeah. 35,000. Easy. And, and and she's telling me she already got a quote for 20,000, but she wants to give it to me because she knows me and knows that, and I, I'm thinking I would love to do it, but, and Cameron's excited about doing it. 
you know, he's got a friend that he that include. Oh, by the way, that includes demo. That includes oh my god, the existing decks that are there. That includes that part. I would charge five to seven thousand just for tearing that out and hauling it off right off the bat. So it wasn't adding up to me, and and I didn't want to commit right there. I was meeting with her, and there was like three other. They were all there, and they were all like, I had to almost. I, I couldn't laugh. But it was almost a laughable moment because I'm sitting there thinking, you all think that 20 is like a reasonable amount. I was like, who quoted this out? And she 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 told me she was not allowed to show me the quote or tell me the details. Yeah. But yeah. verbally, she was sharing with me. And I was like, so, I highly question the the thinking behind this quote. Mm-hmm. And I, ca- I caution you. I said, I caution so, you. I, you know, I, I, I find this fascinating, right? I find... First of all, everybody that's listening, this is not the topic tonight, but we just started talking about it. So let, let's just see where this goes. But it is fascinating to me that, you know, okay, somebody's going to do that for $20,000. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they like have an in on materials or they already have the materials or they bought the materials for another project and it fell through and they have all the stuff that they just need to get off. I don't know. Maybe they're set up for it. Maybe they will turn some sort of profit. Maybe they will, right? But that's that guy that is undercutting everybody else. And, and this argument goes, you know, well, the people that are undercutting and doing, you know, building the farmhouse table for $500, why is the guy that does it for $16,000 upset about that, right? The clientele are, are different. However, in this instance, this is a good client, right? This is a really good client, but why is it the city who actually probably has the funds to do this? Why are people so enamored? And I, I know it comes down to a monetary thing, right? It's like by festival or by DeWalt, by uh, Milwaukee or by Rayobi. It's like, what can you afford? Most people, that's the case that they're in, right? Why is that? Well, I could get it done for $20,000. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. I know. But the people that are saying that and have to make the decision have no idea what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was general questions that I asked her. Like she said, we went on a 45 degree angle. And I learned on my very first deck that I built on my very first house, when you build decking on a 45 degree angle, you have to put your rafters 12 inches on center. Yes. Not yes. 16 inches on center. Yes. I learned that was I was in my early 20s and that's a costly, costly thing to learn. And I told her, I was like, you know, if you, she's like, but I don't really care how it looks. It doesn't have to be 45s. And I was like, well, did the previous person tell you that if you put it on 45s, you're going to have to have 12 inches on center. It's going to add a lot to the cost. She's like, no, they, they didn't, they didn't share, they didn't share that. And, and I just don't think they put a lot of thought into it. I think they're thinking if they get this job, they will have more work with the city. Mm-hmm. I think so they bid it low. And that's great. If they want to do charity work, that's fine. But I cannot do that. I learned the hard way. And, you know, I would have, like you said in the beginning, my first, I would say five years in business, this would have been a hard win for me to walk away from because I would have seen it as a huge opportunity. Even, you know, as new, you'd see, oh, $20,000. Well, that that's pretty, that's a lot of money. You know, that's good. It's, it's irrelevant if you're spending $17,000. That's exactly right. It's Dude, going to be that much. It's a huge misconception. It's like, oh, I sold a table for $6,000. Well, you fucking... Right. I'm going to have to bleep that one out. But <laughs> you paid, you paid, you know, 
$4,500 in materials. That's not that right. great of a profit, right? right. So just right. because I, it's I, a big end dollar amount, that doesn't mean that that's profit. Mm -hmm. That just means that. Yeah. I mean, my, my quick math while standing there, I didn't even share with them was 35,000 minimum. And that was my quick math. I, I didn't even share that with them because I told them I want to go back and look, but I just did a quick math and I was like 35 is when I would even think that it was worth even looking at this project with my brain power any further. That's where I was. Mm. And you know, the thing is, I knew it was coming up and Cameron and I went yesterday. I, I love to go to the projects before and I show up. It's funny. I, I you already have all the measurements. Like, oh, I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Took all the I love with confidence knowing <laughs> that everybody I talk about on this podcast does not listen to our podcast. It's always nice. But Cameron, yeah, I probably do. It's the best podcast. <laughs> they don't. The not like all. <laughs> they well, they're they're not in the industry. They don't listen. But Cameron and I, I picked him up from school. We went over there. We were there for about an hour and a half yesterday in the park. We measured. We we got underneath the deck. We looked every we every every part of it. I already had it built in my head. And then I met them today and I just pretty much acted like I was just walking up, but I already thought it out. And that's when they threw that number out and I already knew, no, that's not, that's not going to cut it. But I have had this happen in the past and I've had clients pay double what an original quote is because I quantified for them why my quote was higher, what I was doing differently and what it was going to cost. And I think sometimes people see that, like you said, and they can pay more. They're just, that Absolutely. was just the quote they're going by i didn't even go into this is even had um they have a, a, a another deck on the other part of the park they want to kind of match up it even had lighting on every post with the trex transformer um things like that and i'm like going there there's no way you can do this for for the cost that they were quoted and the company who quoted it is a roofing company primarily they do a lot of roofing and i think they have a lot of uh manpower and they're seeing this as a job that maybe they can keep their guys busy, but now, so that's, that's where we were. That was a, yeah. How they, they're probably going to build it with just regular, um, non-pressure treated lumber and put some shingles on it. Well, you know, it's interesting. Just I, I told them some felt and some shingles, you know, it's a good grip. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're gonna sell it. So it's, it's a roof fun. on the, it's a roof on the, it's a roof on the ground. It's, a it's funny that <laughs> the existing one, I was, I was t asking her if she knew she's the director of parks and recreation. I was like, do you know how old this existing one is? Cause it's in pretty rough shape, but it looked like it was decent, but it was just kind of old. And I was like, it, if I had to guess it was from the nineties because nineties, nineties pressure treated wood holds up unlike new pressure treated wood. And I, I generally don't do, I haven't for a long time. I have not done like pressure treated projects. I do treks on top. I don't even do like. If I did, it would be yellow wood, but I told him I have to even check on the pricing right now for that. I don't, I just don't do projects with that, but it's held up generally pretty well. And then we started looking and everything. The last uh, renovation of that park was in 1995. So that's about when that was done and it, it's starting to look pretty rough, but here's the thing. The other part of me, the trailer, the parking lot would back right up to these two decks. Mm. It's waterfront. It's a natural spring that flows out. There's water. There's a waterfall that flows right next oh, to it. Oh, wow. The decks cantilever over the water. They're, nice. That part of me, it's in the shade. There's trees everywhere. That part of me is saying, and Cameron went yesterday, goes, Dad, this would be so fun to do this job. That's where you get into trouble because- Yes, don't do it. The woodworking part of you and the project part of you is sitting there going, 
I don't even care if I make money. I just want to do it. And I really had to- Because you're throwing away money from other customers. Exactly. I can't. I can't. And Cameron even was trying to like play their side. He's like, dad, he goes, my friends, we can all do the demo. We come out here and do that. And he's like, you don't have to do anything. You could just pull the trailer in here and we'll, we'll load it up. And he's trying to like swing me the other way. And I was like, if the money's not right, can't do it. And yeah, I bet you, I bet you they'll take your, your bid. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I let her know today. Basically I was giving her kind of almost like a pre-notice of that kind of shaking my head a little bit about the quote and she told me she couldn't share it with me but she shared enough through a text screenshot <laughs> from my personal phone that <laughs> i've got the gist of it yeah. but but um it was very a very undetailed quote of just like very high level i, I would never even do a quote or a contract like that it was like replace deck Jeez. put railings on Jason, I was going to say that I bet you they go with Ronnie. Yeah. Have you given your estimate yet, Ronnie? No, we, we left the meeting with just saying, I said, I need to look at it and see what I could do it for. And I said, if, if I can't come close, go for this quote, but I would be highly, um, cautious about this if quote. If I were you, I would really take my time and present them with a very professional estimate because when they see that versus the yes. estimate that they got. They'll call question. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I, and I would have told them that you already were there measuring everything out. Those are the yeah. kind of things. This is this is where I think this conversation can go is when I uh, first started woodworking or just purchasing things, Nicole and I, I think everybody, especially when, you know, when, when money's a little bit more tight, you're always looking for that thing. It's like, can, where can I save money? I could get this one or I could get this one and this one's probably going to be okay. Then what do you end up doing? You buy it, you pay the lower amount, It nine times out of 10, it does not meet your expectations and you end up get, getting rid of it and buying the one you wanted to buy in the first place and then it's more expensive, right? You end up spending more by not just mm-hmm. buying the one you know you wanted in the first place. Well, the same thing I've started to come to realize about estimates and in our first house in uh in Indiana, the one in Greenwood, I had a couple, a couple of things done when, when we first moved in and I had multiple, I'm always very good about getting multiple estimates and I would always favor, I started favoring the less expensive ones and then I'd be disappointed on 75% of them because I'm like, what is this? Like a door that I have replaced, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was so disappointed in, in the quality work in the process. And then I've had other estimates where everything is super duper expensive. And then I have super cheap ones. Good example of that is my concrete patio. That geo, I had like five people come out to do estimates on that. And two of them I was just completely unimpressed with. Uh, two of them I was very impressed with. And one was just kind of like in the middle. The one that I accepted was not the most expensive. It surely was not the cheapest. But they presented themselves in a way that was the most impressive to me mm-hmm. and the exact same thing oh yeah the exact same thing happened with the landscaping that landscaping that we had done was more expensive than them ripping out my deck and putting out my concrete patio mm-hmm. it was substantially more expensive this probably some might argue it was overpriced for what what they did but the process of the estimate, the communication, 
the professionalism of the estimate it was like no brainer i was like take my damn money and come do this job <laughs> guess what guess what they exceeded every expectation and i learned the hard way because i had a guy when i was in georgia come out and do some landscaping stuff and you know what he did what i would have done it seemed like this was the first time he's ever done anything and it comes out and he's just setting stones on the ground they're all uneven you know at the end of the day it looks okay but as soon as he leaves it, it two weeks later it looks like crap it looks like i did it right not a subject matter expert uh, but it was a cheap price so this time i was like i'm not going to do that and it's it's interesting to me how that changes in people as they have those bad experiences but for me personally the reason why i was saying you should do a professional estimate which i know you will because you always do but like even if it's not the bright price point submit it mm -hmm. because they are going to look at that and go oh my god look at this it's so detailed he has everything laid out all the prices are right here so like clearly we know like and i really i know him yeah something's off about that other estimate because just like a cheap estimate and an expensive estimate makes people question like oh, i'm not going to go with that that's too much i can only afford this one the same thing applies in reverse i feel like if if you come in with an estimate somebody that they know and it's really high and then now they're going to be like why was this other one so yeah. cheap and then maybe they start questioning yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta educate the customer yeah because that means sounds like you already have and you're in the yeah. midst of educating them because you're asking the questions about the low ball yeah like I, I i told her right then i was like this the quote you have, she told me a dollar amount before she even sent me more information. I was like, I don't understand how that could cover materials. That's the way I was letting her know. That that's that that sounds like a materials only. And and I don't know if they didn't put a lot of effort into it, but what's miss miss um what what could throw you off too is when it's at a park, you don't realize that these two decks are the size of five hundred square feet. Think about that on the house, a 500 square foot deck. What would that cost? You know, they're two 250 square foot decks. They look small in this part. That's a, that's a big and all deck. this land. It's a lot of area. It's a lot of material. That's a big deck. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if they made a mistake. I've heard that. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. When, wondering. when we moved in, we had a big deck. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm in the deck business too with like deck ceilings and everything. And I regularly hear people go, oh, that's way more than we were. You know they have a 700 square foot deck and they're like that's way more than we were calculating i'm thinking it is what it is you have a five seven hundred twelve hundred square foot deck it's all relative you know whether you're putting treks whether you're putting deck ceiling whether you're putting the material when you have a large amount of area it is what it is and this is two you know substantial size decks and the, the materials alone i just don't know how they quoted that out i really feel like when i walked away that they're trying to lock themselves in as a contractor for the city and they're doing this one as almost like to lock themselves in which i just don't do that i can't do that that could kill me well you know what happened is maybe they'll pull this job off and maybe they'll take a, a hit in the hopes that they get additional work later on and then what do you think is going to happen that's when the real estimates are going to come out oh yeah yeah it's like oh, i'm already in i did this great job you remember that okay now you want me to do a deck it's fifty thousand dollars and like wait right, right. you did twenty thousand dollars right or they or they want their roofing business right oh yeah yeah one true one of the two that's true yeah it, oh we did those decks for you pretty much at cost 
We would you know like to be a preferred bidder on your roofing uh, for right. all your buildings. Uh, <laughs> but and I've touched on it already a few times on the podcast, but I tell you one of the most things, the, the biggest things that I think I've learned in my time in business is to know when to walk away. Yes. And as much as I would love to do this job, that's the thing. And that's why, I'm, you know how I've said before that people don't complain about the price unless they want your product. I'm not, I'm complaining about the bid because I want the job. <laughs> I just right. think it's in my town. It's three miles from my house. It's downtown that I would be able to pull my work trailer. They even have electric at, at the deck. Oh, wow. They have electric there. It's like... At, it would be just an ideal working environment to just pull something off really quickly. But if the money is not there, I'm not doing charity work. I can't, I, no. I just can't do it. I mean, he'll even let Cameron down. He's, he's excited about the job, when, but uh, when are they, when are they wanting to, to do it? Like, still? well, they've already, as soon as possible. Um, they, I, apparently she has some funds and she's recognized these are two projects that need the and there's a lot of parks in our town but this is one that it's it's really pretty bad it's in pretty bad shape the two decks mm. but at the same time i follow her and i saw where at our um indoor pool facility they just spent over a million dollars on two hvac units to go on the roof you know it's like this is pennies compared to you know wow. an hvac well unit. maybe that's why they're trying to save money because well maybe it just shows you how it's like certain industries can 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 grab whatever you know from it and they had cranes and they had to replace all of this and it's just the woodworking industry you have a lot of people who are doing it on the side and not really looking into profit they're wanting to do the job because it sounds like it's fun and they just undervalue the skill involved in pulling this off that's wow that's what it comes down to but Sedge, how i'm many in the wrong you? i'm in the wrong business i gotta get into hvac right now city Sedge, when you yeah. when you run your cabinet shop, um, how many times? Well, I, let me let me put it in a different way that might be easier to answer. From a from a percentage point of view, how many? What percentage of people do you think accepted your bid after their interactions with you, even though you were the higher bid? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's probably because you're so handsome. No. It's because I would sit down and educate them. And this sometimes I would actually joke around and go, my bid's going to be higher, probably a lot higher. Mm -hmm. But you get him and I would point to Mikey. Right. And they go, because people want to know why I'm going to be more expensive or we were going to be more expensive. And you have to educate them on quality three quarter. You know, sides pre-finished, it's not particle board, you're going to get right. this, 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 and this. There's a lot of education in that because I would say, hey, listen, I'm the cabinet guy. I'm the box guy. Okay, you got to hire, if you want electrical, you got to hire that. We can recommend somebody or we can bring that person in as a sub. We can bring the plumber in as a sub. Uh, box of worms, I would always say box of worms is if you want stuff, move the walls. There's going to be times where you're going to be really careful that we might have to get a, a, G, a, a contractor in here. We're going to have inspect. You have to educate them because they say, oh, I want this here, here, and here. I go, uh, you want a window moved? I don't do that. You're going to have to hire somebody. We're going to stop in the middle of it. Make sure that person's on board. There's so many things going on. Oh, you want granite countertops? We do not know, do that, but there's somebody in our area that we can recommend 
I can have them come in and estimate it. They'll work off of our plans. Um, so there's a lot to it. And it, when you have all those people in your wheelhouse to recommend, right. it really makes the it easy. So they would walk away and go, we would walk away and Mikey would look at me. He goes, we got the job. I go, I know we have the job. And we're going to make sure that our bid is appropriate because it is our time. Now, in the beginning, there were times where I would build something off to the side because they were friends and family members and stuff like that. So we always did that. It was always a learning process. But we would cut a deal for that person. There's points where Mikey would say, hey, we got to, we got to, we got to, we don't know how to do this, but we're going to learn doing it. So we'll give them a good deal. I go, the heck we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it takes time away from Mike, if it takes time away from Denise and it takes time away from Yvette, your daughter, or it takes time away from Marianne, Frankie, and Jen, hello. It, it, no, we were working yeah. so late at night and stuff. So that's the thing that I know you know, Ronnie. Jace, I know you know, your time is a value. You know your hours. You know how after a period of time, you know how long it's going to take you. I mean, I could cut a kitchen in a, a Saturday morning in a heartbeat. Okay, but then you got to calculate, you know, all the the banding and all of this. You, you, you know your times to cut. You know your times to band. You know your times right. to punch. You know your times for assembly. Okay, you know your times for finishing. Uh, I, I like that. I, I used to, uh, I got to a point where I broke it down like that, where it was a lot easier to give estimates because you knew, you knew what your hourly rate that you wanted to earn is, but you you could keep track of, okay, if I'm building a bunch of cabinets, it's going to take me this long to break it down. It's going to take me this long to edge van. It's going to take me this long to do this. And then like adding all of those up and then, you know, putting your margin and all that other stuff on top of it. But I like I like breaking it down like that. If I could, I wanted to make a statement, and I want to know if you guys think that this is a fair statement. The more expensive the commitment, right, from the customer, the more important it is for them to be fully educated. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I find that the more a customer is spending, the more they want to know where that money's going because it is a big expense. And I know that this could be relative to people's budget, but there's a difference between somebody buying a table for $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. Cause I can go to any store around here and find tables that cost $400. So why, why would you just make it for $400 and go to Target and buy this table? You can't just go into a store, most stores, right? There are stores that you can kind of do this in, but you can't go in there and like price out your dream kitchen. You know what I mean? With all the with all the things that you want. Like you can't go into Lowe's and be like, hmm, yeah, this is going to cost this, this, this. You can't do that, right? There's no basis. You're going to pay for that word, custom. Yes. That's the the big word. It's custom. It's for you. You are the designer with us. And you know what the, the danger is in what we're talking about with educating the customer and explaining to them why the cost is what it is and edu- educating them in every way about the project. What that makes them want to do is use you for other parts of the project. Yes. And that's where the danger comes in because you want to take on other work 
And I had learned this the hard way. I would take on other things that I was not an expert in, and I would learn the hard way that I shouldn't have gotten involved with it. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I will have to say that, especially the last two years, I've become an expert at saying no. Nope, don't do it. And you know, yeah. while you were talking a second ago, Sedge, I, I, I brought up a text. So I had somebody that I met at their house and I was doing their screens and they're both doctors, unlimited resource type thing. They're paying the, I know the, the landscaping designer that they're using alone is unbelievable. Like he works on the highest end, um, thoroughbred horse farms around here. And he, she was like, Hey, we're building a little, like, you know, a 200 square foot deck offshoot thing. Is that something you could do as well? And instantly I'm like, you know what? I'm busy with this part. No, I don't want to take that on. And I yeah. said, no. And I gave her the name of somebody. She, she sent me a text. I just brought it up to send to you and to, to read to you. And it's kind of interesting because it, it gets you credit and I didn't have to do a thing. She sent me a text and she said, thanks so much for the recommendation. He came over last night and he is amazing. He can fix all the finished points on our old deck. And he had great ideas for a new addition. After he left, my husband professed him as his new man crush and went over his attention to detail and taking by winning over his attention to detail and taking his problem in stride. Thank you so much for the recommendation. That is phenomenal. So just like that, I'm free from that other project. I, I got my, my person who I work with on other projects. I got him a job from that. And then it's almost like I'm on a game show here. You think I'm free from it? Guess what? She sends me another one. She said, she said, Hey, we are talking about replacing the ceiling on our back porch with wood bead board, maybe raising the ceiling to be angled. Is this in your wheelhouse? Don't ask me if anything's in my wheelhouse. I can do anything. I've watched yes. this old house my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. But is it something that I should be doing? No, it is not. I, I, the second time I said, I said, back construction has a team of in-house people who take on smaller jobs like this and would be ideal for this. I texted the guy and told him that he, she is a qualified person. She will be contacting him. He said, thank you so much. I was free with it. She said, thank you again for that recommendation. And that is not something I would have done. Maybe even five years ago, I would have been like, I got another, I got another job. I got another job, but there are unknowns with both of those two jobs that mm-hmm. one of them is permit related. I don't want to deal with it. There's a pool going in. They're building around a pool. Like there's a whole backyard. I didn't want to get involved with that. The other thing is, I don't know what's under that vinyl ceiling they have on the back porch oh, yeah. thing. I, I don't want to get involved with that. It could be trusses. It could be trusses. That's not something I want to stick with what I know, quote it out for what I know I can make my profit, get in and get out because yeah. that keeps me in good standing. I want to help them out and I want to, uh, this is somebody that, that client I just talked about, I went to high school with her. So, you know, I would love to be like, yes, I can yep. save you here. I can save you there. I can save you here. But instead I just gave her someone that I know that can take care of it. Um, but that's not something I would have been able to do when I first started. I would have taken anything on. I'd be like, yes, I can do it. But doesn't that feel good? It does. That and I was done. reaches out to you for that yes. recommendation. You first to see if you can do it, to a recommendation. But what was really important about what you just said, Ronnie, is she followed up to say thank you. Yes. And, and, that, and, and you, are the, you are the network hub now. You yes. got two buddies. She'll contact jobs. you for everything. Everything. 
Yeah. And, and then I turned around and let those guys know that they thanked me and how impressed they were with them. And they were like, oh, wow, cool. You know, so that it, it went full circle. But it's interesting that I was able to take care of that to do like at a stoplight versus it becoming a week or two project for me. So it, it's sometimes you make more money by just putting off a job and not doing it versus taking it on. That's, so I am a, I am a firm believer, especially just based on what you said and what Seth was talking about. In order to get the right clients, the most important thing is the customer experience. The clients you don't want, maybe you want them in the beginning when you're starting out, but the clients you don't want that want that table at a discounted price at the cheapest thing, they don't care about how good that customer experience is. The only thing they care about is the price. That's it. Oh, it's not the cheapest? Goodbye. But when you start getting into the the right client and the clients that are willing to spend a little bit more money and have a little bit better understanding of what they want, the more prepared that you are going into that negotiation and educating them, the better off you're going to be because those people have the money. They have the knowledge. They have a little bit more knowledge. They know what they want. They know it's not going to be cheap. They just want to know who's going to be the best person for the job. It, and that's, I don't ever, it's kind of a, no, a known thing in our area that you don't ever refer somebody over in the industry unless it's kind of a known thing that it's a good customer. It's not somebody who's looking at the dollar. They're wanting because you don't, you don't want to waste your friends' times. They know they know when I refer them over, it's somebody that wants a specific thing, and it's money is not the top priority. It's more about they want this done this time in this way. Money's on there, but it's not a high priority, and that's that's what I give them are are those people, and that's those are my ideal type of customers because money shouldn't be the top priority. It should be about how can we get this accomplished in this right. time frame with this. It's not about the money. Right. It's not. That, that's, that's why I brought up that whole idea of like with me now, it's not, You're exactly I, right. I don't have an you know expendable income that I can just buy whatever I want. Like that's not the case. I don't want people to think that, but I definitely am not focused on, like I'm not looking for the cheapest thing, but I also know that I can't afford the most expensive thing in a lot of cases. I'm looking for, it's not the top priority to me. To me, the top priority, it may end up being the most expensive and I may make a way or find a way to make it work. But to me, you better you better wow me and answer all my questions when you come to the house or else I'll find somebody else that can. And that has uh, happened yeah. over and over and over again. It, it I, I recently had a quote for tearing down a one-car garage in the backyard that's pretty old. And I got one quote that was $1,800 and it said, tear down garage, $1,800. That was the quote. <laughs> and then I had a quote for tear down the garage, six loads, dump trailer loads at this amount, this break broken down all the way down, down to the level of replanting grass seed and grading for $700 for like close to $3,000. Do you know which quote three. I instantly went towards for three? Because the other guy just like pretty much said 1800 didn't give me any detail at all. And I'm like, for anybody that's listening, that's it, it's in the trades or even a homeowner, don't take the cheapest quote because sometimes that shows inexperience. And if you are providing a service, if you can value out what you're doing and itemize it, you can make double the money. And most reasonable people, including myself, will pay double 
for that service if you just quantify what you're doing. I, I, love would, almost, I, love I would almost say throw it away. I, I love the throw the six, six, away. six dump. Yeah, I agree. He said six dump trailer loads. And I, in my mind, that was about exactly what I would guess as well. And for him to say that, and he had a price on it. And I thought about what it would be for me to do that. And I was like, I loved it. He had thought it out. And I felt so much better about that quote than just the quote that said, tear down garage and haul off $1,800. And I was like, I don't think there was a lot of thought in that, you know? Said when you did your when you did your air conditioning uh, swap out switching to gas, mm-hmm. did you only get one estimate for that? Yeah. You want to know what? Because you knew who it was. You want to know what? Why? I'll tell you my HVAC horror story. If we have time, do we have time? Go ahead. Yeah, we got time. Okay. <laughs> so the company, and I'll call them out because I love these guys. They have our contract for. Uh, uh, cleaning every year, twice a year. Uh, they, they're the original contractor in the house when I have a Beezer house and they put it in. And uh, we didn't have good HVAC on the second floor, uh, whether heat, it was total electric. You know, we didn't we didn't have gas back then. And uh, our bills were astronomical. And I, um, I, I, I was on the road a lot that first year in 2007. So Marianne was handling everything. She, she she took the year off. She didn't have to work. Long story short, I'll keep going. Um, we had Beezer come in several times and they said, no, it's just because you guys got a big house. That's why you're not getting a lot of air up there. You go. <laughs> okay. So thanks, Beezer. <laughs> four years later, um, I'm at JLC and I'm talking to a really cool guy. Do you know um, Mike? I think his, his last name's Arnold. Um, I think it's Mike Arnold. He's the HVAC uh, air ceiling. And he was telling me, before you put up your drywall in the basement, on the ceiling, make sure all your duct work, because it's steel pipe, is sealed with mastic. I found so many freaking gaps. It was ridiculous. There, I, I silver taped all the connections. They, it was horrible. We, I had air pouring out into my basement, going to the second, you know, and then all of a sudden I went to my platen at the top of my basic air handler in the basement to throw to the second floor i was up in the, i was up in the attic checking uh my platen up there to go to the different rooms and it was pouncing so i had to ear seal that it was horrible and then i went to the top of the air handle in the basement and i'm not exaggerating here's the pipe Here's the hole in the platen. There was a two-inch gap around the whole thing that was not sealed. So That's I got normal. on the phone. I got on the phone with Beezer four years to pass or three years to pass. They said, no, out of warranty. Thank you. Nope. Can't help you. Call Airtran. So I called Airtran, and they came out, and they looked at it. And this guy, his last name was, his last name was Wisdom. I, I love this guy. I have a picture of him up there. Cause I had taken pictures of all of this. You know what he said? He, I go, I go, Hey, is this common? And he looks at me, he goes, he looks down at me. He goes, I've never seen anything like this. So he goes, can you give me a second? Mr. Sedgley, he went out to the van, got on the phone. He came back. This was a Wednesday. I took off. He came back. You know what he said? We're going to fix this for you. Oh my God. <laughs> we had this guy up the next week. He was so small. He got up in the air. 
<laughs> and he fixed it. He sealed it. Think about this. You have a pipe like this, and the hole in the top is this big, and it's a two-inch gap. All the air was pouring out into my basement. Wow. It's because you have a big house. That's why. That's why your basement always feels so amazing. <laughs> so, well, no, it's it now. It's regulated pretty much perfect. I get too much heat in this with the furnace. So, but when I got quoted on gas, I had this guy come out. It was an engineer. Well, the guy who was cleaning it was wicked nice. He was the contract guy. He came out every twice a year. We talked festival and everything. And he said, "You know, you should get his gas." And I said, "Why?" And he goes, "Can I quote you really quick?" And he did. I go. I looked at Marianne and she looked at me. She goes, this was in, let's see, the beginning of 2020. No, it was during the, it was in uh, uh, May of 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah, it was and right had, after I moved up here. Yeah. And Marianne looked at me and she said, why don't we just do it? And I went, well, you know, you got a good bonus. Issue. Let's just do it. And I did. I said, okay. Let's do it. And he freaked out. He goes, really? And I go, yeah. I, it's You know what it's called, guys? It's called trust. Yes. And then I got this guy out who was the engineer. Nice guy. But I had him repeat everything about the rebates. There's going to be two rebates. My problem, after everything was installed, I had to chase the rebates, but I got both of them. You know how I chased them? I didn't like even. I I said, "Hey, I'm waiting for the rebate." You know what happened? It came. It came the next day. They said, "Oh no, no, no! You got to do this." I go, "No, I don't." So and so told me I was going to get a rebate automatically. Oh, 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 oh. Next day, I had my rebate, and then the next one flowed in. So, was it worth it? One hundred percent. I save a boatload of money when I went with gas, and the whole uh, thing was pretty much pleasurable. The only thing that sucked was uh, the uh, plumbing company out of Brownsburg. I'm not going to name them. Uh, what should have taken one hour took five hours because they were bullshitting the whole time out at the truck. Mm -hmm. And then I had a gas leak and I was told it wasn't me. And they said, everything's fine. I had a gas leak. I smelled it periodically for the first three days when the gas went on. I went and bought my own sniffer. You know what a, you know what a gas sniffer is? Mm -hmm. bought my own sniffer and guess what I found the gas leak that they told me oh no 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 and I go you ready it's right here and he went oh I caught him they could uh, there was one point where Marianne was at work and I had to evacuate the house at 5am oh wow oh wow and I had a veteran out and they said yes sir there is a major leak down here and then it dissipated I had AirTran out and they said, nope, it's not near us. And they said, eh, I really don't see anything. And then I got the plumbing company out, the, the horse's asses. And guess what? Oh, no, 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 no. And I go, oh, really? Hang on a second. And I went up with my sniffer and I go, it's right here. And he went, I'll have it fixed. Haven't had a problem since. So sorry about the long story. Well, that's it's good. about trust. And I will recommend AirTran to anybody in the Indianapolis area. It's, it's, they, they, I'm glad stood, they stood by and they called it a craftsman's warranty because they knew that second floor uh, takeoff was not hooked up properly. Well, I'm glad that you brought it to the trust thing because 
uh, I was talking about the landscaping, you know, company that did my, my landscaping stuff and the guys that did the concrete stuff. I will recommend these guys over and over and over again. And I actually just talked to the landscaping guy the other day. We want to get some stuff down to the front of the house. It's not even a question for me at this point. This goes back to you, Ronnie, like all the repeat customers and everything that you, that you get, you've, you've set that precedent and it's, it's not even a question for me at this point. Like I know with a hundred percent certainty that when it's time to do the front yard, I will 100% call this company because I had such a good exam, uh, good, good, um, experience with them. If I ever need to get my driveway repaid, I know with a hundred percent certainty, I would not even waste my time looking for another company to I would just hire the other company. I wouldn't even, you know, try to shop around and see what was better, right? I know what the end result is. And that's that's what I would go with. Mm. You know what I mean? So isn't it hard to believe that I mean we're already at six thirty. We might we might as well do the actual regular podcast things. I don't think we need to talk about another topic, but hey, you know what though? I think this has been one of my most enjoyable uh podcasts so far well, because we had no plan. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about something that's really going on in our lives right now, and it just you know I, I feel like maybe it's hitting other people as well. But I, I we were talking about we jumped on five minutes before we started, and I think Jason, you were like, let's just start recording because we're we're getting into this, and we just jumped. When you in started here. talking about. It, I'm like, yeah. hey, we should be discussing this yeah. On the podcast. Yeah, hey guys, really quick, uh, two things. One, uh, it's Rick Arnold the guy who taught me about air sealing my home and creating an envelope of the home. And he is one of the most knowledgeable craftsmen out there. He's a phenomenal home builder. So I just wanted to call that out. Cool. Sorry, Rick, That's Rick okay. if you ever listen to this, I know you probably won't. I'm sorry. I forgot your first name. Yeah. You're I, awesome, dude. I love how since the beginning of, of being on this podcast, I've pretended in my mind that no one would ever hear it. And I talk about things all the time and I'm like, Okay, they're not going to hear this. <laughs> but you know what's really cool about this and what you said, Jason, is I feel like the three of us love to hang out, and we do it online, which is really weird well, to me. But I would, I would say, hey, let's do a Zoom call just to hang out. But we record it, we put it on a podcast. Yeah. Well, right. You said you remember, like when when Ben and I first were talking about the podcast, the whole reason <clears throat> we started it was because. Ben and I would be talking on the phone and we would have these great conversations. We're like, this should be recorded because so many people would get a lot out of this. And like tonight's podcast, um, I actually think this ties into um, an idea. So next week is a patron topic, one of our top tier patrons. Um, and I just wrote like, hey, looking for for topics for next week. Just share some thoughts and... Um, we got i got quite a few ones I, I'll, we have we have one that we can talk about next week that's really good but this kind of ties in to one of those topics so it's like perfect right that we mm -hmm. that we ended up talking about it but then this this is how i always envision the podcast to go is that i just hit record and we just start talking and if it turns into something great it turns into something great if it sounds like it's a little slow then then we get back on the actual topic right um <laughs> that we wanted to talk about yeah I so i like it I feel like that I'm in a good place right now with my business being at like, a, I'm at like 14 years right now that I feel like I've went a full cycle of the point of like wanting to get every job I could, 
to the point of realizing sometimes you make money by saying no. And I'm learning that more and more. And it's sometimes it's so freeing to say no. And it actually took my wife, like she's actually called me out on it. She's like, make sure tread lightly. I know this is a project you'd like to do, but make sure, you know, she's, she reminds me, but, um, I feel like that anyone who listens that's in the trades, I hope mm-hmm. that I, we can help them to remind them that their skills are extremely valuable mm-hmm. and they're becoming more and more rare uh-huh. and you can charge accordingly. You are a doctor, you are a surgeon, you are the equivalent. And although the the society has not portrayed that over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, it's a very rare commodity to be able to do the type of work that we are doing and you can charge yeah. accordingly. Don't <laughs> compete with the people who can't do it. Yeah. You know? It's Ronnie. I can't agree more, but the thing is, as this is what sucks for me, it's becoming rarer and rarer. It is. Now we have to bring, I am, I'm so excited about cam. Sorry. Yeah, he's, I'll bring he's him up. A, yeah. He's, a, he's an exception. You're bringing him up, right? He's going to be extremely successful in life. Just whatever he does, because <laughs> he's just he's just got that personality and he's got that get it done attitude, right? Yeah, we we talk right now when we're, we're driving, and I've told him I'm like you are going to be able to you're gonna be in a position where you can set your price and it's going to be higher than others, but you don't have to worry about it because you are able to pull it off and other people are not. And I think as long as he keeps that that thinking and stays grounded like he is, I, I think he will, like you said, there's no limit to what he can do. And, and you and, mentioned, go ahead. I was just going to say, you mentioned the doctor and surgeon thing. And we've been talking about pricing and not being the cheapest. How silly would it be if like, uh, yeah. you know, Mr. Ronnie Fulton, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to need a heart transplant. And you're like, okay, give me two weeks. And you're like going and shopping around for like the cheapest surgeon oh, to do your no. Like, how ridiculous does that sound? It sounds I'll, ludicrous, I'll, right? Why I'll should give it be you, any different for having a deck being built or an outdoor kitchen being built? I'll give you a perfect example. That's within the last two weeks, I had a power screen quote that I sent out, and there was a eighteen hundred dollar charge for shipping, and the client responded back. The client has no money problems whatsoever. Like it doesn't matter but they decided to call out one part of my estimate. And some people would say, don't, don't break it out. Just like make it one price where people can't like debate it. Yes. I go both ways on that. I do like to quantify it to a certain extent. I keep it simple, but I do like to take product and shipping separately. And she was like $1,800 for shipping. That seems kind of steep. And I was like, if you want to go to Plano, Texas, and pick up the 20 foot long packages and bring them back here. I'll take that $1,800 off your bill. Fine with me. I mean, it's not, and she you was like, that. You did, did you really say that to her? Oh yeah. I, that different words. It's freaking That's no, awesome. No, in different words. I was like very much more politically correct, but I was yeah. like, Hey, I was like, that's what it costs me to have it brought back yes. from Plano, Texas, you know, halfway across the country. If you want to find a shipping company to bring back the 20 foot long packages from Texas for, you know, whatever it costs you, I will take that off your bill. And 
let let them go see how once you pass eight foot on shipping that's what i've learned eight foot is the magic thing if you if you ship something over eight feet long they stick it to you big time um so that's actually not really that bad of a even though my shipping costs have went up like two to three times in the last two or three years but i'm already kind of used to that but i did have a customer call, call me out on that but yeah feel free bring it back yourself just so you guys know, you know, if you if you ship one of uh, the Ben's woodworking hats in a tiny box through UPS to Texas to uh, one of our patrons, yeah, you know, they'll charge you twenty plus dollars for that too. Yeah, it's, hey, what a Jason. Speaking of apparel, is that a new shirt? You like it? Yeah, it is really nice. It's very very sharp. It brings out the color of your eye. Had it when we were in Toronto, but you were not there. It was not. It makes me eyes pop, doesn't Ronnie, you know what I was doing while they were in Toronto? Right. I was eating a wedge salad in Fort Lauderdale. There you go. There it is. Off the cut. Hey, you know what? Speaking of the shirt, you just brought up something. I thought of something the other day. And I, I, I'm i guessing that Jason may have had this idea before. I'm guessing. Because you've been kind it's of... It's a good idea. Line. And the answer is yes. Have you ever thought about that it would make sense to wear the same thing every day you want to guess why yeah content yes oh yeah oh i've done that a lot okay so <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm glad you brought that up we we need to get into the the, the admin stuff and I, I would like to discuss what we've been up to before we close this thing out however i have gotten so much crap for wearing festival hoodies all the time and i've always like passed it off it's like i have multiple ones which i do i have multiple festival hoodies but when that, what ends up happening is I will be filming something. I don't film some, some of the stuff, you know, it'll be a one day film. Like I filmed a video in here today, um, which will be coming out next week. And you know, that was easy, but multi-day films, I do try, I try to have oh, a continuity thing yeah. on. Now, if it's a multiple day builds, like for instance, the built-in it's impossible. Cause I've been doing that thing for weeks now. It was more right. Um, but even like the stairs that I've been that I've been working on, like I've tried to keep it fairly close, just so there's less changes. Even though that's silly, it's just like I know I got it dirty the day before. Like I might as well just keep getting dirty, or you know, I don't want it to look like this took me seven weeks to do. You know, well, it's just, so, it seems like to me it's almost a distraction when the clothes change. It's almost like. If I wore the same thing five days a week, it would make everything easier on. Yes. When I put when I put a video together and like editing, it just it just works out. So it so, kind of hit me the last few days about that. I don't know. Said if you thought about that too. Yeah, I wear blue and blue five thirty ones or five uh, elevens every day for my pants. Uh, on Fridays, I have to wear five eleven. Uh, my uh, tactical shirts. That's a uh, festival show shirts and i wear a festival shirt every day yeah that's, You'd be, that's okay good. so there's a reason for the, all of this and I'll, I'll explain i read a quote i read something years ago about albert einstein what did albert einstein wear the same he had the same 10 shirts all white most of the time and the same slacks do you know why he didn't want to waste one iota of brain power for to deciding what he wants to wear. I am I have oversimplified my life so I can take my 
little brain power that I have and concentrate. Ain't that the truth? No, I'm I'm serious. I that is something I have learned. I I I read that about thirty years ago about Albert Einstein. He didn't want to spend the time, the brain power, figuring out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because the oh my god, I have colleagues that, or I used to have colleagues that are clothes horses. You know, and oh my God, it's a freaking fashion show every day. Not so much anymore, but oh, in the early years, I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I was trying to decide if I should wear this or this, with this and this, and or this and this, or with these uh-huh. shoes, they, they shoes didn't offset it. And I was like, how much time did you freaking spend in the morning trying to, and how much clothes? I have friends who spend so much money on clothes. You know what? I got. I wear a T-shirt, freaking 365 days a year. Shorts in summertime, there. right? My Duluth shorts. Uh, I have Duluth pants or 511 tacticals. Yeah, I'm here getting here. I'm getting very consistent about what I wear. It's almost kind of strange when I have to wear something different. Like Kelly even commented, she's like, "Wow, you're not wearing your uh, T-shirt." She's like, thinks it's kind of almost kind of odd. But I, it hit me the other day that I was like, if I wore the same thing every day, like I mean. It, it doesn't have to be the same thing. If it was the same color, like if you had five outfits that were all the same color, it would actually make your content creation a little bit easier because the yeah. days would not matter. If if I could just wear like blue jeans and a black t-shirt every day or a black button-up shirt every day and in the summertime when it's hot, just shorts and a black t-shirt, like I'd be totally fine. I would I, not. Go ahead. So, no, I was just saying I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. You just yeah, have to deal with the people going, oh, wait, you wear the same thing every oh, yeah. day. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. On I don't think they would care, though. I mean, like, it's like Mr. Rogers. Did you ever question what Mr. Rogers wore every day? You know, it's like, <laughs> just. You wore the, well, you wore the you same thing. You wore the same thing. But back then, yeah. you didn't have social media. So that's the problem with social media is like, when you are patro- like, Throwing yourself out there on a daily basis. I mean, I struggle with it every day now. It's like I'm always worried about like, oh, I need to get another video out or oh, I need to update people, you know, and, and when I, if I say something and then I don't do it, I get messages from people that are like, oh, I thought you said you were going to do this. They're, like when, when people, when people say, you know, oh, you have the shaper, do you ever use that? That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yourself yeah. out there. Pressure. Oh yeah. That's why I love Sedge Tool because I can wear, I have hundreds of t-shirts i'm wearing table talk my one of my favorite podcasts that i watch it's with dave tate he's a powerlifting guru he owns elite fitness and what's really fun about it is people pay attention to my t-shirts and big d's t-shirts as well and i'm either wearing a punk rock t-shirt or he is a punk rock band or i'm wearing a powerlifting shirt and sometimes i like like evan's workshop right i wore his shirt Mm -hmm. Okay, I like calling people out. My buddy from Berserk Woodworks, you know? And I love it when people comment on our T-shirts. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I really need to... uh, That part of my closet is, like, really bad. (laughs) I have have so many T-shirts. Kelly's like, you need to figure out the ones you're going to wear and the ones because it's it's bad. Ronnie, do not get Marianne and Kelly together to talk (laughs) T-shirts. I have hundreds and hundreds of years. And you ready? I have thrown away or given to Goodwill hundreds and hundreds. And it's really funny because 
whenever I'm out and about, everybody wants to give me a t-shirt and yeah, I that'll... love uh, t-shirts. I have so many. I have, you know, the winner for me is U.S. Tool and Fastener. I have yeah. a ton of U.S. Tool and Fastener t-shirts. Their original, their original yeah. website was not U.S. Tool Fastener. It was Festool, um, Festool Sales. No, no, that's someone different. Before Shop Festool. Festool. Shop Festool. Yeah, Shop they Festool. They have, and I have two or three of their pullover, just sweatshirts, not pullovers yeah. with hoodie. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. They were awesome. And I've always said to at work, we should have a pullover sweatshirt, not a hoodie. And still to this day, we still don't have one at Festo. I think someone will come up with that idea. Someone will come up with the original idea. <laughs> someone will come up with it. It'll, it'll be their idea soon. I'm almost certain. Let it be their idea. <laughs> no, I don't care. I just want I know. one. Yeah. You know? But I love my shop fest tools. Hey, call out the U.S. Tool and Fastener. I have one of your U.S. Tool and Fastener gray sweatshirts. You guys are always hooking me up. I love you guys. You know, but oh my God, there's certain things like, you know, pullover hoodies like Jason wears. I hate them. Mm -hmm. I love zip ups. And you I know. have been called, I have been called an old man because I like zip ups. So when I tell people why I like zip ups, they go, oh, that makes sense. Do you know why I hate pullovers? Because say you have a t-shirt on underneath and you're at a restaurant and you take the pullover off, guess what happens? Your belly shows, <laughs> right? Try to take off, try to take off a pullover sweatshirt at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You become half naked in front of the, the world. Yeah, I, I, I like both. I'm definitely a big hoodie person in the fall and the winter. I do like them. I do like the, but, um, I don't know. Some of the times the zip up ones to me, they want to pucker in the front. That's what I don't like about the zipper ones. They want to pucker out in the front. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'll, 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 I'll take like a those. zip up anytime. I won't, I won't like, I've given away a lot of my pullovers to people. Yeah. I like, yeah, you have to. Yeah, I have, huh? And everybody wants to give me a pullover. I got, I think I got three just or four. Common. I got three or four Atlas tools. Those guys. Oh, I love those guys. Atlas tools. I want to go to that Toronto. store someday. I've never been there, but I've seen their post all the way back from like Tolaholic is one of the earliest people I remember yes. following on Instagram. Yeah. And he's Keepers. always, yeah, he's always been so affiliated with them. And I see the store and that store just looks like, it looks like Toys R Us for tools. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer uh, Lineback uh, is one hell of a nice guy. He is. And, you know, Cameron's known him his whole life. Yeah, and it's it's cool. I, I want to run into him again. It's been a while since we've seen him. But the last time that Cameron saw him, he was probably um, it was probably like it was that Vestal Connect that was in Indiana when the truck was there. That was yep. the last time I saw him. And just it's a, been a while. Really nice guy. Oh yeah, he's. I've always been very impressed with him. Yeah, very impressed. Well, guys, we have uh, about twenty minutes left. Do you want to? Uh... Leo just that's why I had to leave Leo just came down here bawling oh um, is he okay is he stressed he's fine he's he's just being a little terrorist he has no stress because she's putting Max <laughs> down and so when she puts Max down he wants to come down here and so anyways um, do you want to end this one by talking about what we've been up to and getting all the admin stuff knocked out that we didn't do in the beginning uh, you know that's a great that's good. great. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be perfect amount of time to wrap it up that way. I always, I always say this. I always say this. Sorry to interrupt. I always say this. 
the end of the podcast, I'm, you know, putting away my mic and everything going, daggone it, that was a lot of fun. I, that's how I always think about these This podcasts. is a good one. I, I wish every episode was like I this. think they're all good because I get to hang out with you two knuckleheads. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, kind of a big deal. No, it Ronnie, I really like hanging out with you. I yeah. like hanging out <laughs> with all of you. <laughs> all right, before we start talking about wedge salads again, um, ooh, we... Ooh. No, 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 20 minutes. Wedge salad. Chopped, nope. chopped wedge salads are good too. Um, <laughs> up for you. We uh, are doing a giveaway this month. $200, right? $200 gift card to TSO products, if I remember correctly. Um, and if you guys want to enter, become a patron. And unfortunately, we don't have any new patrons to announce huh? in this episode. That's okay. I mean, te- we are, okay, just so everybody knows, we are recording a couple episodes ahead right now because oh, I'm true. ready to go to Germany. Um, but we're we just not, four days after. We're four days after the last recording. Yes, we did not. Okay. We did not get any new patrons, although the newest episode has come out today. So hopefully we'll get some new people that, that join our Patreon community. But our giveaways uh, are now for patrons only, and it's tied to uh, what tier you are and how many entries that you do get. And that's our way of throwing our appreciation for those that help us doing what we do. So if you want to become a part of that crowd and your chance to win a $200 gift card to TSOproducts.com, go to patreon.com forward slash green shooters podcast and become a patron. And then you can have your chance to win. That's our admin stuff. Now let's, uh, let's close this thing out by talking about what we went up to. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Well, that was good. Ronnie, go ahead. Yeah. Ronnie, go. <laughs> um, this week I, I've been working on my stairs. I ripped all the carpet off and cut back all the bull noses and um, got all the pieces and everything cut. Everything's already good to go. I started painting today the risers and I used my new uh, Graco quick shot. And I have to admit, guys, I am extremely, extremely impressed with this little sprayer. Um, I got two coats of primer on the stairs today and on the risers. And tomorrow I will do the two coats. I'll probably do two coats of the urethane trim enamel uh, from Sherwin-Williams, just the white semi-gloss, typical stuff. Stuff I'll use when I actually do all the trim in my house after doing the flooring last time. Um, Just painting the risers? The risers, yes. Yeah, so you're putting a... um what are you putting on the treads? The um, it's the the, the, the the flooring, same flooring, the flooring, same flooring. Okay, yeah. And I've already like mocked it up, and it looked great. Um, so that'll happen. Uh, more than likely, I'll probably do that Monday morning, right after I drop the kids off at daycare. Now we'll have pretty much you know seven eight hours to to set up and start curing. And then when the kids come home, we'll just kind of stay downstairs until the last minute when we actually need to go upstairs. We'll all go upstairs and then we'll just sleep overnight. And then next day it'll be, it'll be fine, you know, for, for us to walk on. Um, did that. So I've taken a break from the, from the built-in. Uh, we did get the big upper cabinet in place um, and set on top of the built-in just so I could get it out of my shop. Um, tomorrow, uh, one of our patrons, actually, Mr. Joe Metz, is coming down, and he's picking up my saw stop. 
the saw stop is leaving the shop tomorrow. Um, I got a, I got a message from Felder the other day, um, and they were actually like apologizing because they were like, I just got back in the office and realized that your stuff is still here and it is not shipped yet. Um, which is kind of a bummer because I expected for that stuff to already be here by now. Uh, but the bandsaw and table saw should be here hopefully next week, right before I go. Uh, which means realistically, I'm not going to be able to do anything with it until I get back. Um, hey, what what happens if they tr- what if they happens if they try to ship it while you're in Germany? Have you thought about because that's a big we, we've already talked about it. He knows okay. he yeah he, he actually texted me the other day. He's like, my goal is to have it to you by the end of the week. However, I haven't received any phone calls from a shipping company saying that it's on the way. So yeah, we've got one more week. They don't like to sit with product for sure. I, I see that all the time. They're always like, get it out, get it out, pick it up. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like at that point, it's not my problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would just be like, just, ship it back, give it back to, to Felder and they can reship yeah. it to me when I, when I get back. True. But he, they, they're very well aware. And, and worst case scenario, you know, if they're not able to get it out in time, then, you know, it's fine. It's just going to sit in the shop for a couple of weeks. My goal was though is I really wanted to get the table saw at least the bandsaw I can I can deal with not getting that set up right away but I wanted to get the table saw set up because when I get back from um, Germany well tech- the the day after I get back from Germany I'm going to Minnesota for four days for uh, 3M and TSO products but um, after I get back from that um, I need to build the conference tables for uh, uh, Hartzell Hardwoods. So I wanted to have a table saw set up because I will need that right for for that project. So um, what happened? What happened I also want to get bandsaw. What's that? What happened to you? Have you bandsaw? Uh, I sold it to Ed. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. So the hopefully next week the the new stuff will be in here, but I, I need to make space for it basically because two two pallets. I need to I need to have the room in here to to do that. So. Um, but the big news, everybody, you guys know this, but I have been uh, anxiously awaiting my uh, disability rating to come in from the VA. And on what day was that? Tuesday, I think. I think it was Tuesday. No. Wednesday. Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, it was Wednesday. I dropped the kids off at school, got home. The minute I got home, I logged into the VA app to see if there was any update. And sure enough, it had updated. And I found out that I was, uh, I got a 100% disability from the VA, um, which there's some misconceptions about disability. Like people think like, oh, you're 100% disabled. You can't work. That's, that's not how it works, right? It's just, it's based off what you, what you submit and it all equals a number, right? So, um, the goal, obviously, is you know you want to try to get to that hundred percent because, from a monetary pers- uh, perspective, essentially I make the same amount of money. Actually, I might make a little bit more now than I did on my last day of acting duty, and that's because uh, the all the VA stuff is tax free. So it, it kind of like. And there's all kinds of other benefits for being 100% disabled and all that other stuff. Anyways, I'm not saying any of that to like be, you know, to, to brag about it or anything. It's just that that was a massive, massive relief off of my shoulders the minute that that happened. You guys want to know what's funny? Is since 
minus that day because that day I was a little shook up. But yesterday and today, I have been so incredibly productive on getting everything done that I wanted to get done because I wasn't lost. Mm-hmm. It's off your brain. I know. Yeah, I know that like if I, if for some reason, if the social media stuff isn't going well, doesn't matter. I'm taken care of for the rest of my life. And I know that that's a interesting, you, you know. And you deserve it for your service. Well, it's funny because I've I've said before, I've made in comments like, you know, I'm fortunate and I'm lucky that I've done this. And people are like, you're not lucky. Like you did 20 years. I was always that guy coming up in the military. It's like, I'm not going to claim VA. Like, why would I do that? It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a man. Like, I don't, I don't need to do any of that stuff. And I did it. And you know what? Like knowing that I am safe for the rest of my life. And that makes me feel good for for me and my family. So just the amount of stress that I'm telling you, the second that I saw it, the second that I saw it, I I cry I like I teared up. I really did. Because it was it was such a it was such a stress relief. I don't even know how to describe it. You're able to check like you're able to check that folder off. Oh, you had that I screamed like in your head, girl. Like, you want to see us? You want to see him release some more stress? These are from Robert. Oh my God! Yes, perfect. You get eleven. You get eleven C guys. Nice. We spot a couple today. Eleven Kansas. You get eleven Kansas sticks. <laughs> we got a nice little humidor coming too. I'm taking them to Germany. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rub them on my taint. Before I bring them to you, <laughs> perfect extra flavor. He won't care. <laughs> I just wanted to share that because you know it was such a nerve wracking experience, and that I just I couldn't be happier with the end result, and it it changes things for me dramatically on how I'm going to approach things moving forward. Because at the end of the day, like it's all good. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to keep stressing about stuff. Sedge, what about you? I have been working my patoot off all week at Festool. I have not been able you to work do at Festool? too much. Yeah, once in a while. Uh, for the time being, I am. Um, as long as I can stay out of HR office. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, what a week I had. Uh, I had a week of prep. Oh, well, before I went to vacation, Monday and Tuesday. I had to move a lot of stuff up to the mezzanine because Rick and I did uh, the sustain us on training for our sales managers. We had an actual oh, cool. sales meeting this week, and it went really, really well. I had three three-hour sessions. Fantastic. Everybody's listening to the green suitors. Everybody's watching Sedge Tool. That's all that matters. I'm just really? kidding. Hey, I'm going to tell you right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I mentioned uh, our podcast on the three sessions. Uh, from last week about complacency, what we talked about Monday and complacency on a table saw and safety on a table saw, because a lot of our RSMs are not table saw savvy or they don't use it that often. So I talked about uh, the podcast I was on this week and then they'd come up and they go, what podcast was that? <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. uh, one of the things that was really cool and I know he's listening right now was I'll call him out was Travis 
he's the one who got the application right why somebody needs the sustainer saw you can rip anything of length you can do anything that with a track saw but it's when you're ripping short pieces with thin rips that's when a sustainer saw is really important and that's what a lot of trim carpenters flooring guys do so it was really cool uh they all got it awesome for flooring installers i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now it's an amazing saw uh, the price, when it, you guys know, we were at JLC and everybody was like, that's all? So I know the price is coming out with and we're going to shock the world. I can't believe it. With the saw, the stand, and the energy set, we get two batteries and the new Sysduo double charger. Oh my God. It's way below what I was telling everybody at JLC, so it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, they so, they, they talked about a little bit at... Uh in toronto yeah that's actually one of the tools that I'll, I'll get to mess with um at festival in germany that's another thing that happened i, I got my itinerary for our germany trip oh cool cool i'm gonna be like i know everything about this sedge taught me okay guys you know who he is festival whatever, but whatever. it's kind of a big he, deal he used to work for festival yeah <laughs> so other than that i've gotten some killer emails this week and I'm going to, I'm going to mention something that I think I mentioned on the podcast. I don't know if I mentioned it off the podcast, but I got reached out to by a company about, uh, a frame for my upcoming slab build. Did I talk about that last podcast? Yeah. It, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, desk. Yeah. The desk I'm building, the slab desk I'm building. Flexi spot. And we, we decided, uh, between myself and the social media person that, it wasn't the right fit and i was always concerned about the load rating but also the sway of it because there's no i-beam in the middle i could have gotten it for free i did i was really i was weary about it but consensually we said no not the right time and i'm going to buy it uh they were going to give me it they were going to say hey can you do a video on this and blah 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 be part of the build and i'm not gonna i don't have to rush to do it and I'm going to purchase it. I'm going to, not that one, I'm going to buy the uh, uplift version because I know it has a 335-pound load rating. And you know what? Sometimes that was a relief for me because oh, yeah. I didn't want to do something that might not work out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to make the right choice. And uh, I think you know, I when they say- After our last went, podcast, it was like 189 pounds was the uplift. No, the uplift, Three, 335 is the uplift. No, I'm not the uplift. I'm sorry, the uh, uh, flexi mount. Yeah, it was at yeah. 24, the one I was looking at, because I needed the 70-inch oh, okay. 70, 70 uh, breadth of it. So yeah, I was I was pretty stoked, and there was, people have been reaching out to me all week on Sedge Tool channel, my Gmail, and it's been pretty cool because I guess some cool things happening. Uh, but I was like, Really? Are you really listening to the conversation Marianne and I have it or in our house? So it was pretty cool. I have a, uh, and Rick and I were talking about this today about uh, Ego uh, batteries and uh, the off-market batteries. I get home and some person has emailed me and said, I really love your content, Sedge. And it was, it was not one of these generalized ones that you get. We'd like to have you do a video on our, our battery. We'd love to send you one, a five amp hour ego battery. Like, I really think people are listening to me in my car or at work yeah. or in my home, but it's, it's pretty cool. 
and um, I might I may reach out to them. I don't know, but it's so that's what I've been up to. But most of it has been like day job work. And by the way, I love it. So it's cool, Ronnie. What have you been? My, mine's quick and easy. Um, mine's quick and easy. Um, Tuesday was election day in Kentucky, and Cameron was with me in the shop and. I'm fairly confident that Kelly does not listen to the podcast anymore, so I can speak freely. But something that I've put off for like two or three weeks, Cameron and I have knocked out all of the doors to yes. the bar thing in probably two and a half hours. Done. That's Done. all you needed. Just to, Kelly, if you're listening, that's She's all not. he needed was two and a half hours. She's not. And it's amazing. So I put him on the... I put the vax the vac clamp over there on his bench and I showed him. He's like, Dad, are you just gonna trust me to do this? And I was like, I have to cut the panels. Yes, I am. There were only two that were off. They were off by about like I'd say like a sixteenth of an inch. They had to be sand. It's going in my house, so I don't care. I don't care. And I wanted I was hoping that he did mess up on a few because as you know, when a domino is it's so important. important. Well, it's so important on a domino that you register that plate flush and you push it flush all those things and i said the big thing i'll tell you is don't rush take your time don't try to do it fast and so he had two out of his 12 doors there's 48 joints there was two that were maybe a 16 inch sticking up maybe a little higher than the other side no big deal we're running through the drum center it won't even matter but he he freaked out about it and i was like no it's okay that's how you learn but while he did that i cut all the panels and we had them assembled and in glue by lunch. And we started at like nine something and we were done. Like it was crazy. I love having him in the shop helping. It's unbelievable um, how fast we can get things done. Um, that is for a, um, my daughter's graduation party is next Saturday. And my wife has went through phases of, I really would like for you to get this done by the graduation too. I know you're not going to get done because you have so much. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be selfish to like, there was like a little crying thing at one point where she was like, I just wish you had time. And I know you never will to, she's went through phases, you know? <laughs> so she went through phases and up to the point, the whole time I just sat there and listened, I knew the whole time I will get it done because all I need is a deadline and I can get something done. Um, so I need to spray this and I'm looking at it right now in the shop. I need to spray this and I can get it installed. No, no big deal. I have to do it next week get it done for saturday she will be ecstatic um i went through a problem with uh, my local cabinet supply store that would started carrying silly uh-oh i thought i always thought it was silly i didn't know it was silly jay they started carrying the silly jay they had no idea what they were getting into how many combinations and how many plates and how many i've had to go there three times to get what i needed i was mm -hmm. doing half inch overlay Everything they gave me, I would come back and I'd look at it. I'd go back and they were like, oh, we're sorry. We thought we were giving you this. Even the rep was there one day. And the last time I was there assured us that it was half inch overlay. It wasn't. It was quarter inch overlay. So we finally got it figured out. Um, that was kind of the, you know. So Why didn't you skip Bloom? Well, I'm trying to go with the, you know, this is like 10 minutes from my house. And it's nice. Yeah. They have it all in stock now. And way I've always done it is like woodworkers hardware, for example, online. I just order the hinges, half inch overlay, no thought into it at all. It comes in the right size. This is the first time I've dealt with like a local supplier where I'm telling them what I want, but 
I think we're figuring it out together. So that's good. Um, but yeah. that, and then in addition, the other big thing is I have here on my notepad. This, this, this has been hard this week. We had a rental house that the sewer line collapsed due to roots and the house, there's no way the house is built in the fifties, but it's on a slab. There's no way to get to the, the, like the sewer line without tearing the floor out. So we went with a sewer company that can do like an inflatable. They put like a fiberglass line and they, they, they put resin in there and they make a new sewer line without having to dig up the yard. $6,800. Got that done. Well, that's a, that's a pucker quotient. Two tenants called us and said their AC was not working. Two tenants. One, 6,800. The other one, 3,500. Our pool I opened up started turning a little bit green. I'm like, what is going on? Why is it not working? Usually by now I've got it looking amazing. Kept checking the chlorine level. It's like low. I look it up in our salt machine that makes chlorine. It's like, the, you know, people say you get a salt, like a salt pool. That's basically like a chlorinator that uses the salt in the water to make chlorine. And I looked it up on the PDF and it said that they're good for about four years and they, they're good for about 10,000 hours. And there was a counter on there and you, you have to go through this code. We were at 9,600 hours, so it just stopped working. So I look it up, thousand dollars for the thousand, thousand dollars. Okay. Not, I'm not done. <laughs> then we've got a roof that started leaking. It was not part of the storm damage. On another rental, seven. <laughs> we're just like at this point, it's just like whoa. So you're like one of those seven thousand. That was I didn't seven thousand for that roof. Um, so we've got six thirty-five. Yeah, that those are the we got hit with all of that since the last podcast. So Kelly is uh, as our accountant and our um, rental manager and everything. She's just like sitting there going, "What are we doing?" But you know, it, it's one of those things when it rains, it storms, kind of thing. You can go for a long time without getting hit with anything and it always hits at the same time the biggest thing i've seen is on season changes when you get hit when ace seasons or heating season starts that's when you find out which systems are working and which ones aren't so that was a that was a, since last time we've talked spent week sounds like it was a very i did not even add that up what i just told you i just have them itemized separately i'm not even adding them up i don't the good news is we do have two roofs that are being replaced under insurance on rentals that from the storms, which is kind of cool because they're houses that when I bought them, I knew the roofs were older and I knew that eventually we were going to change them out, but I always wait to, for them to say there's a leak and that hadn't happened yet. So the good news is we do have two other roofs that are being replaced, but that is what I've been up to. In a you've, been up right. to your, you've been up to your neck and shit. Yeah, yeah. I I can't complain. I will never whine about it. It sounds bad, the whole real thing, but you do have to pay to play. It's just yep. part of it. You're maintaining a house. It's you're just yeah. there's just it's just like the house you live in. You have to maintain it. So, whatever terrifies me about it. It's it's well, no worth it. Guys, this was a great episode. We didn't even get our topic. We didn't even hit yeah. our topic. Hey, Nothing a, to do with it. Let's save it. And I, and I think it, it just nailed so many things that people are going to gonna like. Guys, if, if you like what you're listening to, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, I've said guys, if you like what you're listening to, consider becoming a patron. You get access to Discord. You get access uh, to topics. You get access to the giveaways that we do. 
So if you're thinking about becoming a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash screen service podcast and sign up there. We have a tier for everybody. Uh, and you can do it monthly or you can do it by the year. Whatever floats your boat. I don't know what the guys are doing right now, but I have to go because my son needs to be laid with to go to bed. And they're giggling like little schoolgirls. So it's like the teachers talking. <laughs> yeah. We're you're you're doing great. We're just like we're just we're screwing we around. Friday night giggles. We're screwing yeah. around. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We we'll love see you on the next episode, which may or may not be recorded in a couple of days from now. And I only said wedge salad twice. Wedge, wedge salad. salad. I have one other thing to say before we go. Okay. Offset cut podcast is garbage. Good night. Good night, everybody. See you later. Later. <laughs>